know, Tammy, Timo, <laughs> Hakim Ziyech, mwah, mwah, Italian kiss, mwah. <laughs> Hello, Chelsea friends. Welcome to another edition of the London is Calling podcast. I am your fearless leader, Carlito, riding solo today, Paulinho. Uh, I couldn't make it. No problem. It's a delicious weekend for Americans if you actually believe in democracy and liberty and the freedom of speech and uh, all that jazz because it's kind of the foremost tenet of what we believe in. So it's been a great weekend for your boy Carlito, uh, but it's also been a tremendous weekend for Chelsea fans because the performance that we put in was so comprehensive and so complete and so uh, deliciously satisfying that I brought on our boy, one of our favorite guests, Marvito, the greatest, Marv the dude, Marv the extraordinary, to come and help me break down this game. Marv, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? I love that intro. Oh, man. I mean, today, <laughs> it, as long as you belong in America, America's for everybody. And as long as you're a proper fan, Chelsea's for everybody. No, wait, not really. You got to be a smart fan for me to respect you. (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea is not for everybody. Uh, And those that are not available or welcome can go fuck off. Um, So today, (laughs) it's the truth. Um, So today we're talking about a great game against Sheffield. And your initial thoughts going into the game, were you concerned that we didn't have one of our best players, Kai Verts, and one of our best players, Chris Pulisic. I'm not sure. Maybe it was something in the air this time, because normally I'm frustrated when I'm thinking about the lineup, and, and especially when they're injuries to top players, because the bench is quite weak. But uh, actually, as soon as the game started, there was a different feel. I don't know why. I, I thought, oh, well, we still got Ziyech. We still got mm-hmm. uh, Werner playing. And I thought, no, I think we, we can take this. We got Mount actually playing in his proper position. And even when we went one down, normally I, I go, go phone, get annoyed, get reactionary, blame a player. And in this case, <laughs> we, went one, we, we went one down. I thought it's a bit of a fluke. We went back to dominate mm-hmm. and, and we were just creating so many chances. I thought, yeah, if we get a goal before half time, you know, we'll turn this around. And we did. Well, number one, when everybody's healthy, Timo Werner is a striker. But I have to say, Tammy Abraham is a fine player. And he's the best backup striker in the league, in my opinion. It's not Lacazette. It's not Gabriel Jesus, who, by the way, fucking sucks. Uh, it's Tammy Abraham. Yeah. It's Tammy Abraham. He is a good player. And if, and if he's starting, I'm fine with it, to be honest with you. Well, uh, one thing about him is I'm 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 in and out with him a lot. I think he's a, I do think he's Ex- a good explain player. that explain that. Uh, well, I'm in and out with him because at the beginning of the season I was posting up last season uh, I was calling him Tammy Drogbaham. He was scoring all these awesome <laughs> goals. Remember when he absolutely sent Connor Cody for a hot dog against Wolves last season? Um, he was brilliant, and then it got to December, and it dried up, and I don't know why that happened. And he just seemed to labour. But now he's come back this season. I, I think his goal contribution is like eight or something. I don't know. He scored something like that already. It's high. He's only, it's high. Yeah. I mean, you, you, the numbers don't lie in the case of Tammy. And I think he's improved on his hold-up play. 
he clearly loves to play for Chelsea. Um, yeah, I definitely, I thought I might have judged him a little bit wrong in that sense because he's quite young and he is a good backup player. And he proved himself that he can be a willingly good uh, starting player. He was fantastic yesterday, one of the unsung players of the game. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. When he got subbed, not yesterday, but the game prior, he kissed Frank Lampard's hand and then bowed to him. And I was just like, yeah, these guys... They respect him because how can you not? If you're a Chelsea player or a Chelsea fan, Frank Lampard's career is unassailable. Uh, and, and, uh, probably what the best player in the history of the Premier League outside of Thierry Henry and maybe one or two other guys. So he's really good. And these guys, they, they're, they're playing for him because they love him. And it's it's very apparent. Um, I want to get into the lineup here real quickly. Uh, you know, Tammy, Timo, <laughs> Hakim Ziyech. Mwah! Mwah, Italian kiss. Mwah. Uh, what, what do we got? What do we got? Mount, Conte, uh, Kova, and then Benny, Benny Chilwell, Thiago Silva, Kurt Zuma, who has drastically improved. Uh, Reese James, love him. And then uh, Edward Mendy. Uh, good lineup. Good lineup, Mark. Uh, absolutely. Uh, one of the things I really loved about that is, is uh, it, when we were talking and I was really getting angry with the results uh, at the beginning of the season, um, getting reactionary like we shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 often... it's, it's unavoidable. If you care, True. you just do it. True. And lately, I've been looking at the lineups, even if it maybe it's missing one player that I would have liked to have seen, or maybe another one on another game, they've been absolutely spot on. And mm -hmm. I've looked at them and thought, okay, that's there are 11 good players there and I, i'm looking at it every time thinking yeah that's great yeah let's do it this is a good team and i thought that this time i looked at the lineup and thought no that's pretty much what i would have picked and uh you know i'm glad that they've kind of seen some of the weak weaker players and kind of not been using them we've been seeing an upturn in results but that's not the only reason but i definitely think the, the lineups have improved for certain uh who would you say are some of those weaker players well, for me, I've, I've been no, there's no secret that I believe uh, Kepper and Christensen are players that are not good enough for Chelsea. Um, but then it's not just them. I mean, Emerson belongs to that. Sadly, maybe even now Alonso, unless he can work himself into, as a backup uh, defender. But I think we would probably use Aspie on the left or right if, they don't, if the others don't play. But at the moment, we, we've got... I'd rather talk about the strong players, and I think that the 11 that we're using now... And that was imagined... Even taking into consideration that Pulisic and Harvards were not playing after the game finished, I thought, "Oh shit, yeah, Harvards plays for us as well." And at that yeah. point, I realized. Oh, <laughs> uh, and 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 he's um, he's something else. No, I was obviously I was angling at Calum Hudson and Doy. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I forgot about him. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh oh oh, you did because so oh, did everybody did. else that actually fucking gives a shit about Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sorry that 17-year-olds do not get to pick the lineup, and that's why they also do not rule the world, because they're morons. Um, Cal Mutzendoy, and I think you agree with this, uh, lots of promise, but he's, he's not good enough for this team. He's just not. He will never, as long as Hakeem Ziyech is healthy, he will never start over Hakeem Ziyech. At, like, no way. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when, when he started playing, we saw him in the youth team. I mean, it was like, wow, this kid's mm -hmm. good. He looks good. And we, we angled so much for him to play. He started playing. He looked great. He was carrying the ball. He was taking players on. He was fast. 
I know the injuries, obviously, we've got to consider a bit with, with the injury. But yeah, since, in my opinion, since he's come back for injury, he's been shocking. And some people hide behind the stats. they like, oh, well, he's got good goals per game, history, you know, uh, assists per game. But you've got to analyse further. You've got to go deeper in that and see the, what assists he's getting. I mean, there was one assist he got where Tammy scored last season. It was all yeah. Tammy. Like, he just looked the ball into the air and Tammy managed to outstrength the defender and finish really well and and we've got to look at where these assists are coming from what they are that a lot of it is not intricate play I'm willing to give him his his dues when he plays well but for me we we are not seeing it and, and you what you said there that he won't start over Ziyech that's absolutely key in fact he doesn't start over him he doesn't start over Timo Werner who's a striker because Werner offers so much more this is something we need to look at too he offers off-ball football and even then, we've got say, that, say that again. Offers he what? offers what? He offers off the ball. That's football. a tremendous Tina. statement. Keep going. I just wanted to give you props for that. That was very smart. And Christian Pulisic, for example, he offers one-on-ones. He offers the exploitation of space in behind. He offers the release of the ball at the right time almost every time. What does? And without, I'm trying not to be offensive about Hudson at all. I want to give him his chance, of course, but. What does he offer? What is he giving that those other players can't do and do better? Uh, does he have the pass? No. I, I see, you'd think a fast winger would like to take people on, but he hasn't been doing that. He's been so reluctant to beat people off the dribble. And I'm sitting here thinking, what the fuck are you waiting for? Like, this is your chance and you're blowing it. And the other thing I will say is this. <laughs> people refer to stats as the end-all be-all. Those are the same people like Daryl Morey, who just got fired from the Houston Rockets, <laughs> that will never actually win a title because stats do not tell a player's story. They tell a fourth of it. And to just be so heavily reliant on stats is a fool's errand because it means that you're actually not watching the game. You're just a box score fan. Oh, choke created X, next, next. Yeah, did you watch the fucking game? He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. So don't, don't, don't give me this stats bullshit because that means that you didn't watch the game. And if you did watch it, it means that you don't know what you're actually watching and you don't understand what you're seeing. So fuck off the stats. I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. Okay? Because it does not tell a player's story. It doesn't. It's a really good point you raise, actually, because when you said, you know, we talk about stat box players, the re- first thing I thought of was Russell Westbrook in the NBA. Oh, my God. Uh, what an example you just brought up. Oh, my God. You're, that's brilliant. Keep going. Wow. He, I mean, he got triple-doubles average. When he won the MVP, he wasn't the MVP, in my opinion. They went out in, like, the first round or second. First round. Which first one. round. Yeah. And, and it's the same. He'll get all these. I remember him saying in one game against uh, Kevin Durant was playing on, on the Warriors team. And he was like, I'm coming, I'm coming. They were like 35 points down at this this stage. <laughs> and it, 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 it's like, come on, man. And, and this is this is the point, right? That I think Sanchoism, I'm, I'm coining the term. I mean, you know, we can have Sancho's players that don't really take players on well that scores goals with infinite amount of space, but you've got to analyse, is that going to happen at the highest, highest, highest level? And the thing is with Adoy, if he doesn't take his player on, he's releasing the ball dreadfully. I, I did an analysis on him recently. He got it to the edge of the box. This is your danger area. This is where Pulisic would fire that across goal or we'd drag it back and we'd create a chance. Yep. He rolls the ball straight to the defender. 
And this this is quite common. I've seen it, it happen last season. It, in the worst game I saw him play, which was Ajax, I think it was Ajax away. I can't remember exactly. He was doing skills in the middle of the centre circle, giving away the ball. <laughs> and I, he needs, and I don't want to slander him and all that stuff, but he needs a loan. He needs to be playing every game like Barkley without any real pressure. He's just got to figure himself out and what kind of player he's going to be because he can't pass like Ziyech. He can't beat players like Pulisic. He's not fast and direct and score lots of goals like Timo. You know, they're even using Mason Mount on the wing instead of him. That's that speaks volumes to me. And I think that it it might not be good to put Mount on the wing, but it's showing that he's much more effective there than Cho at this point. Well, Mount is not a wing. That is one of my major frustrations. But to be fair, my frustration was premature because Ziyech was simply not healthy. And as yeah. angry as I can get at the lineup and Lampard, at the end of the day, I have to concede that Ziyech was simply not healthy. And that's just the way it is. But I do not see Mount starting on the wing as long as our wings are healthy. He is a midfielder, and he is a very good one. He is a good player, Mason Mount. Very. But he's, he's, he's just not a good wing. Uh, he's not fast. He doesn't beat players. So it's, it's just, that's not his skill set. His skill set is being an operator and being an operator right next to Kai Havertz, who is, in my opinion, the German Zidane. I love Kai Havertz. He is Paul's favorite player. Um, and I think he's an extraordinary addition to this team. I hope he gets uh, healthy very quickly because we need him and he makes us look even better than we already do. Um, all right, so let's get into the subs here. Jorginho for Kova. I think Kova got injured. Um, is, is there any updates on that? Um, I haven't heard uh, anything about any injury, so I, I'd hope he would be okay for the next coming games after the break. I had a cool thing because Georgie looked a little off the pace at the beginning because of how the game was going. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's injured. Actually, he seems okay. Uh, he must be okay. Uh, you saw <laughs> right when Georgina came on, he uncharacteristically gave away this blatant pass on the left side, yeah. and even he was surprised. He was like, "Oh fuck, I did not warm up enough. <laughs> I am yeah. not ready for this game." Um, and so that was that was very clear. Uh, hopefully, Kova, obviously my favorite player. Uh, hopefully, he is okay. Yeah, Giroud coming on for Timo Werner. This is this is a curious one. Um, Olivier Giroud is now again, obviously, and of course, linked to Inter Milan with uh, our old boy there, Conte. What do you think about that? And by the way, I am not surprised at all. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he kind of switched off a bit when they played the ball back in. I think they were expecting a cross to come in, but instead there was a reverse no look pass that went back out wide. He did lose his man. Um, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, he got in, but then that wasn't the end of it. I mean, the players were in the box. It was just, I think it was a lucky goal. I mean, they shot it, they missed it. It managed to hit McGoldrick when there were like seven Chelsea players in the box. It was just so lucky. It's so quick. It's so close to goal. Mendy couldn't get to it. Oh, um, oh no, I was talking about Giroud. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you said Kante. Oh. No, Conte, Conte, Antonio Conte. He wants Giroud. Oh, sorry, I'm really on topic. <laughs> buddy, um, buddy, buddy, I, I can assure you, I do blame Conte, uh, Conte for the goal we conceded because he uh, he lost his man and he was fixated on the ball. I don't want to belabor that point, but he absolutely did. 
an amateurish move. He it was an amateurish move for yeah. two people to go to the same ball uh, instead of staying with your man. That was stupid. No, I'm talking about Giroud in terms of I think that he's got wandering eyes because he knows that he's not really very valuable at Chelsea right now. Well, I mean, it's kind of, you know, second or third choice. Um, I mean, getting knocked out of the Carabao Cup didn't help in that regard because we need to be able to play all the games, I think. But, but yeah, yeah, I think maybe he'll be gone in January just for his World Cup hopes to, to you know, to go to play with Dante, possibly. Because at the moment, I think the club are going to prioritise developing Tammy, aren't they? So, And also, not only that, we've got the potential of playing Kai there as well. So, you know, we, we do have options now. Yeah, and let's be clear, Giroud is using Chelsea. He is selfish. He wants to play in Euros. Or, yeah, yeah, it's Euros, right? Yeah, the, I yeah, think yeah, the Euros. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Euros, yeah. and I think that's his last dance with the French national team. So, of course, he's prioritizing himself and being selfish because, you know, he wants to play. He wants to start. Uh, and, and I completely understand, but at the same time, he also needs to understand that Frank Lampard does not give a fuck about Giroud's personal aspirations. Frank Lampard cares about winning because he was just given $250 million to improve the team, so he better win. And that is obviously Frank Lampard's priority, and it is something that I criticized him so much about last year, was not prioritizing defense. And he has definitely made it clear that we are, you know, hell-bent on improving our defense. Uh, you know, Ben Chilwell, what a, what a player. Fantastic. Um, oh, he's so great. Uh, you know, Thiago Silva, legend. Uh, no, he is not better than Virgil van Dijk. Okay, so everybody needs to relax. He's not, but he is still really good. Um, Zuma improved dramatically. And on top of that, Reese James uh, just being the player that we all expected him to be, which is a enforcer and a smart guy, very strong, uh, very capable, and very motivated. So, you know, I'm very impressed with Reese James, but I'm not surprised. Uh, so that's that being said, it was a good win. Um, it, it was a, it was a fine performance by a player that we will get into, and I know that you want to wax poetic about. But first and foremost, player of the game, who do you got? Oh well, I think uh, man of the match has to be Hakim Ziyech. Has to be. Oh yeah. So my players of the game, there's two of them. Number one is Joseph R. Biden. Uh, that is my guy. <laughs> 18 months ago, I called my mother and I said, Joe Biden's going to be the next president of the United States. And that's the truth. Uh, and 18 months later, he was. And it's a tremendous day for Americans that uh, actually give a shit about our country. Um, second thing is Hakim Ziyech. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Uh, he and my father was texting me during the game. He's like, this, he calls him Z-Deck. This Z-Deck dude is so great. And I'm like, dude, I know, Dougie. I know. He's awesome, isn't he? What do you have to say about this miracle man from Morocco? My God, I tell you, it, it, I had my jaw hitting the floor when he was playing yesterday. Oh, just everything that he did. And, and it's been a while since I've felt that way watching a, a game, a Chelsea game. I, during the Conte season when we won the league, I was so happy. Uh, the Everton game, that was the last time I felt in that way. Like, wow, I'd been wowed by a performance. Every time he got the ball, something happened. And, you know, yeah, sometimes he, he angled those crosses that went straight off the pitch, and that was happening at the early stage. And I, I think I posted um, on Twitter saying that at the time, like, you know, I don't mind that he does that because, you know, eventually something's going to come 
And it wasn't just those awesome kind of standing diagonals he played from the right-hand side that he played in Ben Shearwell, Werner almost scored. That was two potential goals, only one came of it. There was also that, but that it was criminal that Timo missed that chance. Yes, the end. he knows oh, it. He knows God. it. What a ball. The thing that impresses me with players is when they do things that I couldn't see from a million miles away. I'm expecting a sideways pass, and he's literally angled a left-footed ball over the top. He's beat, he's took out about four defenders, and he's in on goal. I mean, that is incredible. Yeah. Then when he, he did that field drag back on his left foot and just sold that player, that player ran the opposite direction. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. When he did that and the guy just fell down uh, – <laughs> I, I texted my father and I said, did you see that? And he goes, oh, yeah, I saw it. Incredible. Un, unreal. He, got, he just left him for dead. It was, that was abuse. That was abuse. Call the fucking fire department. This one's out of control. Guy was um, out, outstanding. Unbelievable it, stuff. It is bigger abuse than DT and his wife. I mean, that <laughs> was... It's not funny, but it is funny. <laughs> 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 it's the board, Robbie. <laughs> oh yeah, DT. That's what it is. It's the fucking board. No, no. It's your shit players. That's what it is. I'm uh, Gavin Louise, man. I got the moves. I got, I got the moves, man. I got the moves. <laughs> but uh, I, I talked to that guy. He is so funny. A uh, boomer man TV or whatever the fuck. Yeah, called. heavy D. <laughs> boomer vision. Oh my god. He's nice. He's fun. He's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I got the moves. Man. <laughs> I'm Gavin Leach, man. <laughs> yeah, I like to croif in my own sex because I got the moves. <laughs> but, and also the shot. Um, that was another thing we missed. He dragged it on the right-hand side across in the second half. Yes. That, was going, that was going top corner. That was going in. If Egan doesn't block that, that's you know he should, he could have had a a quintuplet of assists yeah. and goal. I mean, what a dominant performance! Uh, at the end of the day, it, it's as simple as every time he gets the ball, something is going to happen. And I think that his teammates know that, and they as soon as they see that he's about to receive it, they start making moves and they start thinking, "Ooh, how are we going to exploit this situation?" Because they know that this is a true playmaker. A real deal. I mean, I'm not going to say better than Robin because Robin has had an extraordinary career. But the guy, he he's kind of like that, although still different. But when you when Robin got the ball, you knew something was going to happen. Same thing was the edge. He just he's he scares the fucking shit out of the other team every time. Every time he gets the ball, and they're like all of a sudden apprehensive every time he gets the ball. And it's it's an extraordinary thing to to, to be. Uh, that type of player that is respected so much by everybody else, uh, and uh, we are we are such a better team because he's on this team, and I'm so yeah. proud of the board for having the foresight and the balls, the balls to sign a player like that because it just makes us better, a lot better. Absolutely does. Absolutely does. But for it's a very it's a rarity that in this summer I was actually pro all of the signings that came. Yeah, and, uh, all of them. Every single one, including Tiago Silva, which I know you wasn't totally for at the beginning. I thought I was not. Uh, I was not, and unlike other people, uh, like our former president, I am totally fine saying that I was wrong. <laughs> 
and something. And I will always admit when I'm wrong because I'm not God. I'm not altruistic and I am not all knowing. I'm not omnipotent. I will absolutely say when I'm wrong. And I was wrong about Thiago Silva. I thought that he was probably too old. That's the only reason was that he was too old. Cool. Uh, but he, he, dude, I even saw him turn on the Jets yesterday and I'm like, ooh, speed. Still got it. Okay. We've, we have missed that defender that drives through the middle. There was one where, you know, you think, oh, he's going to go sideways. The defender kind of tried to cut off the channel to chill well. Right. And in the end, no, nope, I'm driving through with this. And then he drives it, plays a ball in. I think Mount then whips an absolute peach of a ball out wide. Yes. And we've got another attack. Yes, 100%. And, I mean, let's be very clear, his wealth of experience and knowledge, uh, it cannot be overstated how seasoned and how smart this player is. And he is also a calming presence, and he has made Kurt Zuma better. Now, Kurt Zuma is someone that I have slated a lot, and it's because he doesn't pass well. But Kurt Zuma is very good at other things, but his passing has always been terrible, in my opinion. But even that has improved, and I think that is down to Thiago Silva. I definitely agree. I think what he brings, it, it's amazing to see a defender, a world-class defender at the club again. It, it felt yeah. quite long. I mean, I've been a big fan. I mean, I, I'm a fan of, of, I loved David Luiz. I loved uh, Rudiger. But in terms of like, you know, those kind of world-class defenders that are going to block, they're going to tackle, they're going to position perfectly, they're going to head of the ball well, they're going to get the ball down, they're going to play it out from the back. Tiago Silva has all of that. And, and we've missed players that have all of that. And I think it's really, I mean, he's one of the things, Mendy is another, Chilwell is another, and, and Reese James on the other side. I feel now we've we've got the makings of something that could be special. Yeah, let's talk real quick. And again, I'm, I'm no goalkeeper. I, I've coached forever, and I still don't understand the position. I think it's an overrated position. But uh, he's, he is, he's super athletic. And there were times yesterday the commenters were like, oh, my God, some, some goalkeepers – would really have to reach for that ball. And they're like, oh, look at Mendy. He's like, oh, the ball's in the air, but it's going to go ahead and grab that. And everybody gets, <laughs> everyone gets the hell out of his way because I think that the opposition is afraid of him because he is so long and so imposing. And it's, it's, a, it's a welcome addition to not have to worry about the goalkeeper anymore because when you're not worrying about the goalkeeper, that is the goalkeeper doing his job. Yep, true. Very true. And that's another one. It's it's rare to see a shot come and not fear that every single shot's going to be a goal. Now, I don't want to disrespect Kepper. He, he did help us. We won, uh, you know, cup semi-final and penalties. We, we Again, against Frankfurt as well. He played his part in, in some aspects. Yes. But you know, when, when the shots come and you just, you know, I mean, prime example, we wouldn't have drawn that Southampton game if Mendy was in that goal. That third, that third goal does not go in with Mendy. Yeah, and, uh, 100% and, agree, 100% agree. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, you know, there are players we like, there's always players we'd like, but when we see players come in that are absolutely unbelievable, it makes you think, well, maybe that player that we love weren't quite what we should have been aiming for. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 you say that, but at the same time, I would say that Mendy was not a high-profile player. He played for Ren. Ren Never even heard of him. Red, dude, neither, neither did I. <laughs> Anyone that says they have is fucking lying. Uh, yeah, in Ren, I mean, Ren has their first uh, Champions League appearance ever, so this is not a high-profile team either. So, you know, the fact that we scouted him so well has got Peter Cech written, Petter, Petter Cech written all over it. Okay, that is absolutely his signing. 
I think that makes a big difference. I mean, I mean, you know, when we talk about managers, players, all that stuff, but players that scout players that they were like, because uh, I guess when when Czech looks for a goalkeeper, he could have that not necessarily arrogance, but that confidence to say, okay, this is how I become a good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. What are we looking for? What kind of qualities? And I think he's gone and found someone we've never even heard of, and looks like the best goalkeeper we've ever seen. I mean, what's going on? It, it, <laughs> he's got some skill sets that are surprisingly advanced. Uh, he's just he's just confident as well, and I think. You know, on top of everything, it's a great story, and you can totally tell he wants to be here. And that matters a lot if you're a discerning fan that pays attention to that type of stuff because he's very grateful to be here, and uh, it shows. It shows, man. Um, All right, let's go into uh, winner of the week. Now, winner of the week is anybody you want to talk about, anybody uh, across any landscape. For me, the winner of the week is Joe Biden. The, the reason is because it's obvious. What is your winner of the week? Oh, my God. That is a tough question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the winner of the week. Well, if we're going to keep it football related. Go, it's, do, do it. It's your rules. It's, it's, it, you're the boss, Applesauce. Do whatever you want. Okay. The winner of the week is, I'll say the winner of the week is my son, Diego, because he's got me as a father. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good answer. <laughs> Shout out to Diego. And <laughs> um, I would say, I mean, yeah, I mean, the world and his dog is loving Joe Biden right now. I don't think it can be anyone else but him, right? I mean, he's he's rocked up. He could have literally said, "Fire guns in the air," and I think people would have clapped him across the the whole nation, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And something tells me ESPN FC will not be offering the same eulogy for Donald Trump that they did for Virgil van Dyke. I don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. No chance. Oh my God. You Virgil, re- a Virgil was such a good, to... Virgil was such a good player. Oh, we're going to miss it. Fuck you, Stevie nickel. Get out of here with this <laughs> shit. He's not dead. Stop pretending he is. He's just injured. Shut up. Shut up. It's the best defender that we've ever seen, apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's better than John Terry. Oh, yeah, he's better than Sergio Ramos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Get, get out of here. Shut I mean, he's a great player, but he's not as good as those guys. <laughs> no! Oh, yeah, he's better than the only defender from Italy that ever won the Ballon d'Or. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's better. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, whatever. Uh, wanker of the week for me, and this is someone that I will continue to bastardize and shit on until the day I die, and that is Mo Salah. He's a cheater. He cheats. Yeah. He cheats. If you dive and you act like that big of a bitch, you do not have my respect. I don't care that he's a former Chelsea man, because that's what former being the foremost word. He is a former Chelsea man. He is not a Chelsea man, and I have no obligation to defend him. No, no, no. In fact, I'm going to slander him. I think he is a cheater. He cheats. He cheats the game that I love and respect dearly. And it's it's yeah. it's amazing that Klopp gets um, surprised when people say that Mo Salah dies because he does, and Klopp knows it. That is my wanker yeah, of the he, week. 
Interesting. I'm going to go with another former Chelsea player. That is Kevin De Bruyne. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> got us one point closer to overtaking Liverpool, but he decided to put that penalty wide. Although we could go with Adamola Lookman, but I feel bad for him after that. Did you see that Penenka? Say, say that again. Uh, again. Who? Did, uh, Adamola Lookman, oh, the okay. guy playing for okay. Fulham. He, he penenka the penalty in the 97th minute and it went straight into the arms of the West Ham keeper and they lost one minute. How do you do that unless you're winning like 5-0? Like, I don't know. What, what goes through your mind where you're going to say, bro, I'm going to look so cool and I'm going to casually chip a ball like I'm Zidane <laughs> in the World Cup final? Dude, you're not, you're not Zidane. So, so quit thinking that you are allowed to do those types of things. Oh, is it not? It looks it looks like when I try to chip the keeper in the pellet, it was that bad. <laughs> oh, it's just it's just absurd uh, overconfidence, I guess, or just really just not reading the room because you're supposed to make penalty <laughs> kicks, and uh, to make that the odds of making it even less is uh, to me something that I will never understand because I'm I took penalty kicks in high school and college, and I was like, no, no. no. The only thing that matters is that I make these. You better fucking make it, Ryan. You better make it. And that was that. Yeah. That was the only mentality and strategy that I had. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne. So that's that's a question I want to ask you about um, and something that I had referenced on Twitter. I think he's overrated. Uh, and I also think that he's not as good as he used to be. I think that's valid. I mean, I, I liked him. I know he's got skill, but I don't feel... I mean, he was quite fortunate being in the team he's in that played all of his strengths. I, I also feel like he's overrated. I, I think all of the Belgian uh, players are overrated. Um, and then that goes back to them saying it was their golden generation. They got ranked first FIFA rankings, but they've never won anything. They've never come close to winning anything. And, and I will say they never will. Um, it's just, it seems to be a mentality thing. There it players is a, that think oh, made it. As soon as you were about to say mentality in my mind, the word mentality popped in my brain and I said, it is a mentality thing. Why is I that? I think it might be just the way that they were trained, you know, they're trained in, in this kind of like golden setup. So when they, they're, they're this golden generation, they believe own height they don't have that extra 20 percent that they need to fight for to become true champions yeah. obviously there are a few players that obviously a few of them have come out and been great like i mean hazard he was great courtois i mean but even they you know when it starts going wrong i don't think there's an answer for it it's the thing i don't think i'm not a big fan of signing belgian players i think it, when it's good with them it's amazing but they need it to stay that way or it just gets toxic and it gets worse and they talk to the press um and i think why they've not that success yeah the uh the bravery and i say that in quotations about how they talk in the press it's it's i imagine it's quite annoying if you're a coach or you're president of football operations and you're thinking to yourself God, i mean hazard is just outlandishly talking shit in the press like it's okay and I think it is not okay at all. And uh, these guys, man, they just they just think they can say whatever they want, and, and it's cool. It's cool. No, it's not fucking cool. It's not cool. I'm sorry, but it's not. Um, and on top of that, I would say, now, 
you are from Europe. I am not. But I would say that the Belgian issue is a cultural issue. I think that this is a French term, laissez-faire, but they are a little too laissez-faire in my opinion. I mean, maybe. It could be a cultural thing. I mean, uh, I mean, a lot of that stuff about talking in the press. I mean, they're pretty liberal uh, in Belgium. Right. I, I wonder. I, wa- I mean, I wonder about the talking in the press thing because if you know, I wouldn't be doing that. You know, you know, you've got your team. You should. You're meant to be loyal to your team. If you're talking negative things about what you're doing, or I might leave. I think it's not not the right way to go. And, and I think people gloss over that because of how well he did for us. But I don't think it's cool. It's not. It's not cool, and uh, it, quite frankly, it's disrespectful. Um, it just is. Uh, other than that, look, man, uh, Chelsea is, in my opinion, going to win the league. I think we are the best team in England. Uh, I watched the City Liverpool game. It was a snoozer. Um, it wasn't a good game, and neither team, in my opinion, is at the level that we are in four months. And I, I do think that we are going to win the league. If, if that's me talking shit, whatever. I don't care. But uh, I do believe that because I think that the team is hyper-motivated uh, and inspired by players like Ben Chilwell, by players like Edward Mendy. And I think that they challenge each other in training to be better. And, you know, we, Timo Werner, remember a couple of weeks ago, he's like, you know, in Germany, we care about defense and then as soon as he said that, our defense became enormously better because they're, they are all holding each other accountable. They all know what Roman Abramovich has done for Frank Lampard and for this team. In, in a pandemic where everyone has no money, Roman Abramovich had the biggest window of his ownership career. And they are obligated to perform for him. And they know it. And they're holding each other accountable. And it is a really, really, really good professional thing to see. Yeah. I mean, it's something really that was frustrating down the years. We'd want a player. We'd buy like the, the next one on the list just because they were a little bit cheaper, which in the long run costs us more. It's the same. Well, I, I went through the same thing in 2015 when I went on a lovely holiday to Florida with my friends, you know. Every year I'd been buying cheap trainers for £40 and uh, <laughs> I'd have to buy them again twice per year because they'd break. Uh, then I bought some, you know, flashy, beautiful Nikes that cost me £100, but I've still got them now, five years later. There you go. So, you know, that's the thing. We've made that mistake in the past so many times with Danny Alves. We ended up spending lots of money then on backup right backs. You know, we, we've done it for so many players. That's good to see this time. We stuck with that desire of Chilwell. We stuck with the desire. You know, we've got Ziyech. We stuck with Werner. We got him straight away. It's nice to finally see us actually picking the players we want and seeing that through now. It's smart scouting, and there's obviously a level of trust that comes when you're investing so much in a player. But it's that old adage, and it's a true one, you do get what you pay for. Okay? You do, unless – that do is Alvaro Morata because he stinks. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, that was an expensive misfire right there. Boy, oh boy. Um, all righty. Other than that, uh, I wanted to say, and, and I, this is me endorsing you, uh, I love Marv. We talk outside of Chelsea, and uh, Marv is a very, very smart Chelsea mind, and he is starting his own podcast. And I will be a guest on his podcast. Marv, talk about it. 
What do you got? Well, it's going to be a language podcast, so it's going to, it's not going to be football related, uh, or we might have some episodes. So yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that, talking about deep discussions. So if there are any people there like trying to learn English or even just get involved in an interesting discussion or listen to an interesting discussion, hopefully my podcast will be of enjoyment for you all. Let's hope so. Well, he is English and he speaks very good English. So of course he's a language professor. Um, of course, that's great, Marv. And I, I, I uh, fully endorse it and con congratulations and good luck. Um, other than that, do you have any final thoughts? Because I, it's like I just had really good sex. I'm satisfied, man. I, I, I'm satisfied with, with the performance, with the weekend, with my country, with everything. So what do you have to, to conclude this? Absolutely. I'm still feeling buzzed about the game. I mean, it's just a shame there's going to be a break. But, I mean, it means the excitement of waiting for them to come back. I mean, that game... I'm still so excited about it now, the lineup, the players. I mean, no one was under a 7 out of 10. And I think that's great, right? And, and what you said before about winning the league, maybe, maybe we don't do it. But, I mean, I would love us to do it. I think we are better than all these teams. I think we've got players that can compete with all of the Liverpools. So why not? We've got a good team. We've got great players. We've got more goals. We lacked goals last season, even though we created the second or third highest amount of chances. Now we're the top scorers in the Premier League. Those are good signs. Those are signs of a team that can win the league. And if you checked out our next game, Newcastle is our next game. But or a lot of the better teams, Leicester, I think Leicester and Liverpool, whoever else, a few of the teams are playing each other yeah. in the next game. So we've got to get this win against Newcastle. And that's when our race begins. I, I agree with you. I, uh, I think we're going to smash Newcastle. But uh, me being premature about that stuff, it always comes back to bite me in the ass. Uh, nevertheless... I love the direction that this team is headed. I love the confidence. I love the joie de vivre. Uh, and I love the way that they play. Most importantly, I love the way Chelsea plays. Um, they, they are very confident. And it matters. And you can just, you just see it. And just wait till Pulisic gets back. Uh, he will smash just like every other player on this team has been doing. Um, other than that, great, great podcast episode. Marvito, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, uh, thank you, friend. I know. I said thank oh, you, my friend, for having yeah, me. It's been absolutely. wonderful. This is good, man. This is this is fun. Uh, okay, and you're obviously welcome back anytime. This is the London's Calling Podcast. Cheers, everybody.